Hey, Storm Freaks, it's Phil. The movie Supercell has just been released, and we've got writer and director Jamie Winterstern back on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tight as a group, and when I say we go, we go. We're getting closer to the heat than any other tour company. Let's go! Everybody in the van! welcome. Your parents are the reason I started chasing. What did you know about this? We can save lives. You know how dangerous this world is. Who goes out onto a roof to get close to the sky? So you thought it would be a good idea to turn this thing on and see what happens? That's what Dad did. Just get me within range. Came to be a storm chaser, just like your dad. He's not here, is he? Well, let me come with. I can help. Rule number one, always make sure you got at least a half a tank of gas. Rule number two, make sure you got an escape. So what's rule number three? Never get caught in the bear's cage. We need a shelter now. Backside of a supercell. We chased for knowledge, not thrill. Get out of there now! Buckle up. We're going to war. And we keep bringing more hashtag weather fools on episode 179 of the Stormfront Freaks Podcast! Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Hey, welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast, and it's brought to you by Atmosphere Weather App. It's the most uh, amazing weather app because most weather apps, they require you to swipe and tap your way around multiple screens just to get all the information you want. But Atmosphere Weather, they provide your hourly forecast on one screen in a 24-hour clock that's got your radar right in the middle. So you can try the free iPhone version at atmosphereweather.com or your iPhone app store. Uh, thanks to our Patreon teammates for supporting the show. Uh, I see we've got uh, uh, here chatting in with us. Uh, Jeremy's on, Alec is on, and then we got our VIPs in the studio as well with uh, Angela Garrett and Dan. Um, so we appreciate everybody that's helping to support the show. But it's always, uh, it's always happy hour. When we record, it uh, doesn't matter what time of the day it might be. But uh, number one, it kind of lets you know that, that we like to have a little fun here on this weather podcast, but gives us an opportunity to go around the bar and find out which of our co-hosts happen to be here tonight as well. Uh, so I'm going to start up in Minnesota. 
with Mark MJ Johnson, our producer and Skywarn coordinator. Mark, what uh, what are you drinking, MJ? Hey, everyone. Uh, back to kind of a, a somewhat, somewhat of a wow. standard for me. I've been drinking a while. Um, and it's the, uh, cra- it's the Kraken Bear. A little Kraken, a little Rick Beer schnapps, a little Rick Beer. Tasty. Oh, Very good. Very good. All right, Dina Knightley, our meteorologist and weather producer with uh, weather.com. What are you drinking, Dina? I've got my Blackberry Moonshine. We were talking about Moonshine earlier. It's oh, got the Cranberry... Perfect. The Huckleberry Hooch drink. You I know love I you. love that. It's so good. I've, I've got my root beer moonshine, just so you know. Uh, that's what <laughs> I'm putting down. Mark, Maz Massaro, our former on-camera meteorologist. Uh, what are you drinking, Maz? So in honor of the movie, I went to the fridge looking for my PBR and ended up with a bush. I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I was out. So. That looks like a 40. Are you, like, packing the, <laughs> the big 40? <laughs> It's a cold 45, man. That's that's good. amazing. That's amazing. Well, we actually, we've, we've got a great guest here tonight, as, as you uh, heard in our teaser, uh, Maz. Let's uh, find out who we got here tonight. Awesome. We are excited to have Jamie Winterstern here. He's completed his MFA and BA from USC. There's more letters, but y'all can't handle it. So <laughs> that's the film school in 2011. Now, upon graduation, he went on to direct, edit, and produce the primetime drama series Siberia for NBC. On March 17th, Winterstern's feature directorial debut will be released. So Supercell, that's what we're talking about. It's a modern-day storm-chasing movie starring Alec Baldwin, Anne Heche, and Skeet Ulrich. It premiered at the Newport Beach Film Festival last fall and won the Grand Jury Prize in Cinematography. Jamie, welcome. Congratulations. And I got to ask you, I was so excited to see all the United States. What's with Montana and Georgia? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. Um, Well, it's funny because um, when you make movies, um, you, you kind of, you shoot where the tax breaks are and you get good tax breaks in those States. The funny thing is, is that um, I was, requested to shoot the entire movie in Georgia at one point in time. What what I guess the producers didn't understand was there's trees in Georgia. Yes. You can't, can't have a storm chasing movie when there's trees. So I was able to convince them to shoot at least half the movie in Montana, which at least is a part of the plains. Um, we were shooting during a time, in fact, it was about two years ago, April, May, so storm season was at the height in the Southern Plains. So it was just a smarter decision to stay North. And uh, we were still shut down by he- you know high winds and <laughs> some weather elements. But uh, yeah, we shot half the movie in Montana outside of Billings and half the movie, the interiors in uh, Thomasville, Georgia. You know, uh, Nebraska, Kansas, there's a lot <laughs> of states that don't have trees. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I agree. I got we, we, to I got to say this before, just, just to let you know. So my son wanted to go see cocaine bear. And so we went and saw cocaine bear. Your movie is a hundred times better than cocaine bear, man. Nice. Right now. Yes. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's, amazing. It is I funny because that. I live here in Georgia, Jamie, and they do tons of TV and movie here from all those tax breaks. And I've tried to chase here. You can't, it, there's, <laughs> you can't see anything. And then the traffic's horrible. So but I, I am, I did wonder, like being, doing a movie with weather. I mean, what was your biggest challenge? Because it all looks so beautiful. 
to get that kind of nature. Yeah, well, I would say that, I mean, the biggest challenge in in filming weather, it's it's weather. And when you try and recreate something natural, it's, it's almost, it, weather's so imperfect, right? And, 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 you know, the, the creation of making films and, and perfecting the craft of, 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 of creating all this stuff, it's, it's hard to emulate. So I would say it was a mixture of doing it as practically as possible, where we would use uh, Ritter fans and rain machines and dust particles to do it kind of the old fashioned movie making way that they don't do it anymore to try and create as much of that imperfect look on camera. And then when, when we had the opportunity to go out and um, collaborate with uh, fantastic filmmakers that are storm chasers, like Pecos Hank, Hank Shima, who uh, will be at the screening event tomorrow, uh, who gave me access to his entire library of footage to utilize these amazing shots he's he's taken of tornadoes and mamatas clouds and supercell structure that I could uh, basically comp into uh, the plates so that everything you're seeing is real. Um, so that was kind of the key to making it work for this. And I think, Jamie, I think that that must have played a huge role in those cinematography awards that you won all that natural. Because I assume you're saying a lot of most of that weather, those weather shots were all natural, right? Yeah, I, I, I mean, Andrew Jarek, who's our cinematographer, we've worked together since USC Film School, and it was very comforting on my first movie to have somebody I went to school with um, just to surround myself with familiar people. But he and I had like a game plan, and it was always to bring back the classical nature of filmmaking, to, to have things be more tangible, to, to have things be more tactile in the frame, um, and, and to all, also just pump up the lighting to make it feel more nostalgic. Uh, there's a lot of backlight in the movie. In a lot of interiors, we add a lot of haze. You, you might see that in some of those great 80 films like E.T., um, Close Encounters. And I just think that it just adds some magic to the whole experience. And that's what I wanted, you know, younger audiences, kids who don't watch those films. Those films were when I was eight years old, 10 years old. They don't see those movies today. So I think it was a mixture of, of trying to bring back some, some early era of filmmaking mixed in with uh, the ultra realistic, naturalistic uh, way we shot the skies and, and the great plains and the skyscapes. So Jamie, I'm guessing you've seen Twister. <laughs> oh, I, what, is, is that a good movie? <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty good movie. Uh, what was that, 1990 or something like that? So 96. I'm wondering, you know, are people... 96, thank you. Uh, I watched it. <laughs> is it. Is this like Twister? Is it like, you know, and I have to say, I remember watching The Skies and Twister and sometimes going, I don't, I, I don't see the bad weather from that type of sky. But I have to say in your movie, I was like, dang, you had some good stuff. I had the surround sound going. The bases were shaking the house. Yeah, the good sound stuff was great. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. You know, it's funny because, Listen, Twister, Twister's the, you know, it's the storm chasing film that we've all watched. And it changed the industry, actually. Uh, when, when Twister came out, storm chasing wasn't really a novelty. It was, it was a bunch of crazy scientists trying to get their probes in front of storms for scientific purposes. And when I went chasing and I, I, I saw what I, what I saw four years ago, which 
is essentially Disneyland in the Midwest, there are tens of thousands of tourists that come from Australia and the UK. And there's these traffic jams in cities that have probably less than 200, a population of 200 people. That was I kind of the evolution of what storm chasing's become. That to me was the next chapter of what the storm chasing industry is. So I, you know, listen, Twister, I love Twister, um, Jan de Bont, unbelievable filmmaker. And he, you know, he had a budget. I, I, I don't like to complain, but it would be nice to have a studio budget of $100 million to make a tornado film, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> so it's hard to compare our little micro indie storm chasing movie with Twister. I am flattered, though, uh, if people say they enjoy it as much or more or if they get something more out of it. That's a, that's a huge kudos to the experience and, and, and what we were able to create. But uh, I do see it as the next chapter of how storm chasing has evolved from being very much uh, scientific um, to uh, tourist experience. Jamie, do me a favor. So we've got a clip here that we're going to play uh, from the movie. If uh, if you can uh, maybe set this up a little bit and talk about uh, what what's kind of going on in this part. So this is when um, William has finally an honest conversation with his father's old colleague, Roy Cameron, who he calls Uncle Roy, um, to talk about what happened to his legacy, his family business, because they were Brody Storm Labs and they were focused primarily on science. And what when he came out to the planes, he discovered that it's Brody Storm Tours and it's now completely different than what he thought. Uh, you know, Roy's kind of catching him up on life as to what really happened with his family. Awesome. Hey, why don't he listen to you? Well, Zane's changed. Every time you sell one of those trucker hats, you got a name on it. It's my mommy to cut. Yeah. Already knew the answer to that. You know, one of the things I loved most about your dad, he could, he could look up at the sky and know everything he needed to know. He didn't need some radar on his phone. Nowadays, you download some app, rent a car, you call yourself a chaser. What's that got to do with anything? Right after we lost your dad, your mom was forced to bankrupt the lab. Brody Storm Labs eventually became Brody Storm Tours. And here we are. What about Zane? Really needed that guy's a partner? <laughs> Do I look like a partner? Huh? I'm an employee. Hey, I gotta eat. So do we. <laughs> so, uh, so that's really good. So here's what I want to know is Jamie, because you know, you went storm chasing, uh, obviously to, to kind of help you get some experience and get ready for making this movie. What, what from your experience or experiences when you were out storm chasing, did you make sure you personally, you made sure you added to the film? Oh my, there, there's so much. Um, 
I mean, I, it all started with Tempest Tours and it started with a, a beautiful couple uh, named Kim and Steve George, who basically introduced me to the storm chasing, um, you know, as, as, as kind of a hobby, as a thing. Uh, before that, I was completely clueless. And then through Kim and Steve George, I meet Martin Licious, who's the owner of Tempest Tours, which is an actual tour company. Uh, they have a conference that Dan Wallace uh, and I met uh, a couple of times. The last two, in fact, it's called Tessa. Yeah. Uh, it's called Texas uh, Severe Storm Association Conference. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And uh, they have fantastic people show up from the National Weather Service, uh, people like uh, Roger Edwards, who's a forecaster uh, for the National Weather Service, and other forecasters and scientists. And I, I know I'm forgetting some names, but I just meeting one person led to meeting more people. Uh, Dr. Lee Orff was someone I consulted with. He introduced me to Pecos Hank, who's a, a big YouTuber and storm chaser, uh, who introduced me to Skip Talbot. And I just kept meeting a community. And what was beautiful is I was, you know, I just was just sharing the passion and love for both making films and weather. I love make, you know, I loved, I always loved weather growing up and I've always loved making movies. And I think that passion was shared amongst everybody and everyone just wanted to chip in and help. And it was a communal experience where, you know, Tempest Tours, um, you know, we, they, they, they gave me so much insight. They, they read the script. They gave me, you know, specific ideas on, on how tours were operated and weather events, what would happen, what would not happen. Um, they gave me access to their libraries of photographs on, on, on Facebook. So, you know, um, I was able to utilize all that in addition to Hank's uh, film uh, video clips, which were used as VFX for backplates of shots. So it was, it was like a village. The whole community, the storm chasing community, really banded together, and I feel like this movie is, is you know, um, for them. It is for you know, a wide audience, but I really, my heart goes to the the storm chasing community because they, I couldn't have made this movie without them. Did you get to hear a lot of stories from all the people that you? <laughs> all the good met? war stories. <laughs> exactly. Well, is there I one that stands out at all, or? I, I need to introduce somebody for some good war stories. Um, there's a, a, a gentleman next to me who was there at the beginning. He, you may have known him from, uh, his name is Brando Corbin from General Hospital. <laughs> uh, he is Johnny Wachter. We worked together on Siberia. He was the lead of Siberia on NBC. How's it going, guys? And nice. uh, he's also in Supercell. He plays Martin the Storm Chaser, who uh, has a great scene with Alec Baldwin um, near the end of Act Two. Yeah, Johnny, welcome. Hey, so, so welcome. yeah, so sh welcome. share what what were any uh, stories, uh, storm chasing stories you might have heard while out and about. Well, I'll I'll share some an experience of, of ours and how I got involved, um, and then one of I guess. Uh, Perfect story, but it was a you know. Don't a, pull your punches now. <laughs> uh, so, so you know, like Jamie said, he's always been interested in weather. But you know, before storm chasing, he was just kind of taking photos of, of thunderstorms over in Florida. I don't know how he ended up in Texas, but he's in Texas, and he's like he's with Steve George, who I don't know at the time, but he's on Instagram posting some videos talking about tornadoes and chasing. 
tornadoes. And I, so I reached out to him. I said, I said, are you chasing tornadoes? He goes, yeah, I'm going next week. You want to come? I said, hell yeah. So I clean my <laughs> schedule. I get in a flight and I go meet up with, with Jamie and uh, his, his, uh, his now fiance, Julia. Um, and it's, we, we've got a trio. We rent a, a 2019 Suburban, the death sled, <laughs> and I get appointed the wheel man. So nice. I'm thinking, I'm thinking storm chaser. We're going to be like, we're right in it. Like, all right, this is where the weather is. We're going to see a tornado. We drive about 2,500 miles over the course of five days. Just chasing, <laughs> just chasing no, and I seeing a bunch of almost bunch of almost, you know, that you get the circulation, think you're yeah. going to get something coming down. And I'm, I'm learning. Not really. I'm driving. He's on the radar. <laughs> He's got Steve George kind of directing him and stuff. We're just kind of figuring it out as we go, but we learned some things, you know, don't go in a tree line, really have a half tank of gas. If you're chasing a storm, um, have an escape route, stay on the Southeastern side. So these are the things I'm just kind of concerning myself with well, on the very last day. Yes. Um, actually the second to the last day we're flying out the next day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the second to last day, um, I forget where we ended up, but we went up to Kansas and then came we, we were back in Dallas. And then came back to Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then uh the sirens started going off while we're in Dallas. And then we get we catch word that there was a tornado that touched down in Canton. And so we're like, we looked at the the map and we're like, can we make it? It's about 45 minutes north. And I was like, Well, that's 20 minutes with me driving. So <laughs> we chase right up the, man. and we and we're going through, we're going through one of those, you know you know, older Texas towns that characterize this state so well. And, and, um, and the sirens are going off just like the films and, and it's raining down hard and he's screaming, yelling directions at me, go left, go right. We see, we see a troop of like storm chasers cars with the lights on them. We're like, we're in the right place. So we get in line and I, I pass a few people and we get directly behind the main vehicle with the yellow lights flashing and they stop. And there's a little bit of a, a pasture on the left, but like, on the right, it's all tree line, and the radar on his phone is kind of going out. So we're really relying on this people in front of us to be like, hopefully their radar is still working. And then our our suburban starts shaking. We roll the windows down. Wind's coming in. Rain's coming into the side. Starts hailing and stuff. And then tree branches start breaking about 100 yards from us. And then we just see some real chaos going on. And then it goes through. And uh, and we were thinking, oh, we just that was it. We had a tornado. <laughs> Come to find out later, we think it was one of the vortices that came off. But we kept chasing. There was a point where we thought we were in front of it. And I was on the northwest part and we could see the top of the storm over the tree line. We thought it was a tornado and I decided to gun it. And he's deciding that we shouldn't. But I do it anyways. So I broke a rule. Um, but it was, it was pretty scary. And that was butthole clinching moment. Number one, um, we oh, all survived. That's a good line. We're keeping that. <laughs> we, came back, we came back next year and, uh, yeah. we did it again. We had another butthole clincher, but that second, we lied, we that second one was a better butthole clincher story though. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we got time. What, what's the second, what's the second, I want to know when you had to clinch that butthole second time. <laughs> second. So the second time around where you I said a year what, later. Yeah, so almost exactly. Okay. We, we were in Del Rio and we were going toward Ovalde. 
Yeah. So it was that part of Texas. Pretty far south, right? Yeah. If I remember correctly. It's nice. And and we were getting we started to really nighttime? kind of like Yeah. Yeah, we were oh. Oof. <laughs> we were Sorry, knowing is half we the battle. We were risky. Nighttime chasing. But we were we were in a port, we were in a town where the, the water was coming down hard and, and we had we had these road flares. And you know, we had the cameras who so we were really trying to kind of play out some potential, you know, scene ideas that we would later eventually use in some of the concept footage. Um, and so, you know, we're messing around, we're going out, I'm going out in the rain with these flares and stuff. And he's, you know, filming from the inside. And, and then I believe, uh, it's, you know, we, we get back and we, we were happy with some of the stuff we got. We started driving further South. Well, no. So, so we were, we were in Ovalde and there was a cell that was blowing up to our East. Okay. And it was a weird place where there was a lot of highways and then there was probably like 20 miles and more highways, maybe closer to San Antonio. And there was only like one, uh, very, uh, tree-like road that was weaving to get across to cut ahead of this growing cell at night. And then the cell developed a couplet. So I was watching our radar because it was nighttime and we, and Johnny was driving and I'm watching the radar and the couplet is, is right on top of the GPS. And I, I remember, <laughs> oh. the smell. I remember the smell. It's very hard. I wish I could put this in the movie. It smelled like fresh, wet grass. You know that that very, it felt like a lawnmower. Like fresh cut vegetation. That was the scariest smell because that's, if, you know, that wet bark, that means it's getting ripped. Yep. And I thought to myself, we're going to die. And we're going to get lifted any minute, any moment because of that smell. And I started saying, call Val Castor, call Val Castor. And you, you, you yelled at me. You said, shut up. Val's not going to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Yeah. Good luck before, with that. Before, yeah. But it was, it was very quiet because then. You know, it was it was it was absolute darkness. And I'm sure you've all driven through storm where it's just it's just sheets of rain and hail and you can't see anything. And then it's pitch black on top of that. And it's <laughs> it's flooding everywhere. You don't. That's you know, you the can best see storm it. chasing right there. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see. <laughs> so yeah. speaking of smells, speaking of smells, guys, <laughs> is one of your rules always bring an extra pair of underwear? Is that in there somewhere? One of your rules? I just <laughs> in a cup. <laughs> to totally go chasing with us you will keep us laughing the whole time i swear to god he's coming with us <laughs> that's you know I'll, I'll say this it's funny because i you know on my twitter feed i get you know you get the little ads i had an ad just come through the other day with this this tube that you can expand and it's basically for peeing in when you're in the car and you're not going to stop it was a twitter ad and i was like bullseye that's beautiful every <laughs> every chaser needs something like that what was the I've one got... from last year the shiwi or something for the women yeah it was yep. insane that's pretty pretty oh, accurate man yeah you I, gotta I go usually... you gotta go but I keep well i'll tell you going. what um we're, we're gonna go ahead we're gonna take a short break uh for some storm chaser safety tips and we're gonna be right back with more hang on Time for this edition of Stormfront Freaks Podcast Storm Chaser Safety Tip. 
Join retired fire battalion chief Randy Denzer, EMA director Eddie Aldrin, and police officer Eric Fox as we discuss some of the most common storm chaser safety pitfalls to avoid. Okay, so we're covering storm chaser safety tips. I'm with Randy Denzer. He's a retired fire battalion chief with over 30 years in fire service and current storm spotter and public safety director for the Spotter Network. Randy, let's talk a little bit, especially with your fire background, about how storm chasers, uh, which is a topic I'm, I'm really interested in, um, how they can become uh, a helpful unit uh, out there storm chasing and not become a hindrance or an annoyance to first responders uh, when it comes to damage. I guess what, what would be, as we talk a little bit about maybe first aid, CPR training, what are some of those things that a chaser could do that would be relatively simple, uh, but would certainly help them be uh, more helpful out in the field? All right, Phil. It's a great question and one I'm very passionate about. And uh, anybody that's ever seen any of my writings or me speaking places, I'm a big proponent of uh, uh, every thinking or I believe every chaser should have both CPR and first aid training at the very least. Um, it's really simple to get. Um, there's, there's private companies that do it for very little money. There's government agencies that do first aid training. You know, you can go through a cert class, but I'm, I'm a big proponent of it. It's interesting, uh, interesting topic to me because when you talk about first aid and CPR training, basically what you're talking about is the fact that storm chasers, uh, have a, uh, very high frequency of pulling up on bad scenes, right? I think anybody who chases any length of time is eventually going to pull up on an incident, whether it's a car wreck, whether it's a, uh, a tornado EF5 damage tornado track, you know, I mean, there's going to be something where a storm chaser is put into a situation where they can actually do something really good. Um, and I'm going to tell you that, that in all my talks and, and rants I've gone on about this, it all starts off with one simple gesture. You know what that simple gesture is? It's calling 911. If I will never tell somebody that they should go in and do something they're not trained to do. Uh, as a matter of fact, I try to encourage people not to do things they're not trained to do. Uh, there's a lot of hazards involved. There's things that, that you know, that people in my industry obviously know about. We, we know what hazards to watch for. We know uh, we know how to m manage those, those hazards. And if you're not trained to do it at the very least call 911, anybody, any storm chaser can pick up the phone and dial 911. Now I think that storm chasers have an opportunity to be superheroes. I can sit here and tell you stories about Jeremy Dawson or Reed Timmer, or I don't know how many of them. I mean, I have story after story of guys who have gotten a little bit of training, right? And they've put that training to use. And afterwards, I've talked to a lot of these guys and girls, and they are usually pretty elated about it. They're, they're, it's, it's a really great feeling to do something that good, you know, to actually help, you know, somebody in a really bad situation or possibly even save their life. That all starts with being trained in CPR. CPR is so easy to get. Most fire departments that are across the country, if, if you don't know where to go do it, just call your local fire department. They'll tell you where to go get CPR training. If you don't know where to take the next step, which is the first aid training, call your local fire department and say, Hey, I'm a storm chaser and I'd like to get trained. You know what? Whoever it is that's on that line, I can tell you 95% or better 
They're going to bend over backwards to help somebody get trained. We recognize that as firefighters and public safety folks, how important it is and how many people's lives are saved just because somebody standing there knew what to do when something bad happened. At the very least, if you don't ever get to use it storm chasing, you might end up saving a family member's life or your neighbor's life. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hey, welcome back to the show. Uh, so, so Jamie, I got a question for you. I, I'm really curious uh, if, number one, if this was kind of something, were you able to completely cut and edit this movie completely by yourself? Was there any studio involvement? And whether there was or not, what did you end up cutting? I kind of want to know what, what did you feel you didn't want to add to the movie? You know, it, it was definitely not a studio film. It's an independent movie. Um, and I did have an editor. Uh, his name's Daniel Hanna. He went to film school with me as well. Um, we worked together before. Um, you know, the editing of the film is, it's interesting. They say with movie making, you, you write a movie and then you you direct a movie, and that's sometimes much different than what you write. And then, of course, you get into post production, you edit it, and that's com- you know that could be completely different than what you directed and then what you wrote. And by the time you go from developing it to finishing it, it's it's sometimes a different movie. Um, I would say that you know there was a lot of the movie I couldn't film based on constrictions with time and budget. Um, you know there was a I think an ending between that was a, a bet for me it was uh, a better resolution for for Quinn and William story right after uh the tornado hits the town that we had to kind of 86 um there was there was a number of things that weren't shot just based on time and and then in post uh and during editing we kind of had to stitch things together uh, there was a whole sequence where, you know, uh, Zane, Alec Baldwin's character takes William out uh, without his family into that final storm. And all of that's out in the open plains. A lot of that shot, that was shot after principal photography on second unit. So there was a lot of this sequence was like a black hole. Um, and it was it was a tough process. And. I, I guess the answer to your question, I'll go back to the night of the first day, I was freaking out. It was my first movie, let alone big movie, with big stars during COVID. And our first day we were shut down to high winds. The winds were, were like 50, 60 mile per hour winds, so they shut us down. I didn't finish my first day. So I had to take that work and put it on the second day. And the second day was my first day with Alec Baldwin. So now I had all this pressure to do a day and a half work, first time working with Alec Baldwin, uh, you know, in one day. And I remember driving home and my, my cinematographer, Andrew, and I were driving, were being driven home by my assistant. And I just, 
I was able to be vulnerable with him because, you know, we were friends for years. And, and the other thing, you know, I just go on tangents, but the other thing about being directing is you're scared. I mean, there, there's a, a lot of, um, nerves in there, but the thing is you can't really share that with anybody because you have to be always in control. So it's very important to, to hold that when you're doing the job, but it's, it's nice to have an outlet when you're off the job and to have someone like Andrew there, he told me, he said, Jamie, you're not going to make the film you think you're going to make. As long as you get the essence of what you want to do, then you've succeeded. And I remembered that and that really carried out to this moment. I don't think I made the film that I really thought I was going to make. The, the movie I storyboarded might've been a $50 million movie. It was a big movie, but at least the essence the essence is there. The heart is there. And I'm very proud of that. So, so I, you know, you talk, and I, I should let our listening audience know there, there might be some spoilers here in this segment. So if, if you haven't seen the movie yet and, and you don't want to be maybe spoiled by some things, you might want to fast forward 15, 20 minutes. But um, you talk a little bit about Alec, and, and I'm, you know, just curious with his, uh, his past on another film that happened after Supercell, um, with what he's going through as far as some legal battles and such, I just want to know, did that affect your release date? Like, did that, has that had any impact on when this film was finally going to be released? Well, yeah, I mean, that, that was a, a huge component. The movie was originally supposed to re be released last fall, I believe, uh, around October. And, of course, that incident occurred after filming. And then let us not forget, we lost Anne last summer. And it just, it was surreal to have these two things happen, um, two of our main characters in the movie with these tragedies. So yeah, the film film ended up getting pushed uh, quite a bit to, to now, which I think is, yeah, it's March 17th tomorrow. Uh, so that did that did impact us and, and we did, um, we did push uh, just, you know, down the line a bit for that. Why, why did you decide now was, was good or okay? Oh, it, it wasn't up to me um so you know saban uh saban's our studio so they they're they're control of uh, basically domestic which is north america and uh, they kind of decide when the movie should come out and they, they they base it off of all sorts of things you know marketing reasons what other movies are coming out and it was just up to them they decided to to have it come out uh in march which i thought was kind of cool because it's Kind of the start of storm chasing season so i think the time yeah, yeah. I, I agree time. i agree picked a great time uh i do have like ann hache and alec baldwin those are huge names if you say this is your first movie i mean plus that's a plus i mean how did you get how did you get such big names in this movie you know i i i guess the well the most important thing is is is, is a good story and i think if you have a good story and, and you believe and you have passion in what you're doing, it attracts people. And I always, for me, it wasn't always just about, oh, let's make a tornado movie. It's all about spectacle. To me, the, the core of the film was family. Uh, it was my relationships with my parents. It was me losing my mom a few years ago. How did that feel? And putting all that into the script because, you know, yeah, it's a tornado movie, but it's really not. It's, it's a movie about a boy who has to become a man and, and has to navigate the relationships of his mom and his deceased dad. And I think that's what attracted the, the talent. Um, obviously, Alec Baldwin was first to sign on. 
And, you know, him signing on, uh, I give kudos uh, to my brother, who is a producer on the movie, because he was able to get the script in front of his producing partner, uh, Angel, uh, who also is in the film, who's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we were able to, to get Alec to agree to sign on. And, of course, when you get Alec Baldwin, uh, it's like a snowball <laughs> effect, and everything happens That's fast. That's you when know, Johnny you, finally agreed to to be a part, I, right? It's like, I yeah, was gonna ask not, him, now I Johnny's will. a big name too, was, you know. It was I, I still played hard to get. I, I asked that I had to get <laughs> top paid more than Alec, which they which they uh, they obliged. So he, that's where the hundred you million put it went. in your contract. Two butthole clenching <laughs> events must be in my contract. <laughs> 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 hey, speaking of family, I'm a big credits watcher. I like to watch the credits of the. You must have a huge family. Did I count like twelve Winterstern's in this movie somehow? <laughs> yeah, well, um, there's the the family. We are a family of entertainers. My family is in the business, so um, my brother's a producer, and and he's been a producer for quite a while. Um, and my father is an executive producer. He has been producing since, I guess, the mid thousands. Um, he, you know, he was at Lakeshore once upon a time. I don't know if you're familiar with Lakeshore. Uh, they put out movies like Million Dollar Baby and Underworld. Um, so, you know, it, it's been kind of a family thing, you know, to, 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 to work together and, you know, you know, listen, I know there's the term nepotism, but you know the film business it's 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 very difficult to navigate and uh, to have the support from from you know people that I that I trust like you know my father and my brother I was very fortunate because um, you know I don't think I'd be able to get to this point um, without that support. I was kind of expecting it to be like Alec Baldwin Winterstern at the very end. I was like, is there another one? It just kept showing up. So, hey, speaking of like Alec and the rest of the actors there, did you have to do any special coaching or, you know, you, when you're around storm chasers, they all kind of know this stuff. But when you get actors that don't necessarily know, is there a lot that has to go into teaching and all that? That's good. Good question. I think what you do is you set up a Ritter fan about 10 feet away from their face and you put it on high. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Um, no, the, I, I know the clinch. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny. Alec, Alec said this to me. He, he would say the tale of two Tims. So he studied two Tims and I want you to guess which, obviously you can guess who the two Tims were. Can you take a guess? I, I I know this, so I'll I'll let I'll let anybody else guess. Tim Burton. <laughs> no. Come on. This is, this is... Uh, so okay, so I'll anybody else? No. I'm just so, thinking about who the father might have represented. Yes, that would be one. I bet. What is it, Dina? Tim Samaras. That's one of the Tims that he's. Okay, that he... I got one. The, the other is in the last name, I bet. Reed, Tim Murr. Oh, Timmer. Yeah, <laughs> Timmer, Timmer. Right. Yeah. Is that, so, is that right? Is it? Did yeah. Did you get it? That, is that oh, who he okay. said? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, it's Alec. Um, you know, he he did some research on obviously Tim Samaras, and and Reed Timmer. Um, 
I know Skeet also. I I I was a big you know educator myself because I had spent a couple years at that point just edu you know doing a lot of research, talking to storm chasers. Um, I you know I was I I found Tim's uh, legacy, Tim Samaras, uh, a her a heroic. Um, you know and and you know everything that from from his you know from his beginnings. Uh, to what he had to overcome, not being from the scientific side of things, like in terms of having a college degree, right? Uh, he was a little bit more of a, a rough nose engineer. And and I love that about it. And a lot of that uh, thematically was in the film, right? It, like chase for knowledge or chase for thrills. And I feel like that's a common uh, theme for chasers in general. Um, and, and I think that uh, you know, the actors, they did their research. I tried to educate them, but ultimately when they were on set to have all the practical effects we had, because they were actually getting wet and feeling that 50, 60 mile per hour winds, uh, they were in it, you know, as Skeet said in a, in an interview, he didn't really have to act because he was put into the environment, you know? That's good. J uh, Jamie, do me a favor. We're, we're going to uh, play a second clip uh, from the film. Uh, with the ladies involved, can you uh, maybe set this up for us? Right. So this is um, the love interest of William has tagged along with his mother Quinn. Her name's Harper. Excuse me. And this is their their first opportunity where they really connect. And um, you know, Harper is asking difficult questions about the death of Quinn's husband and William's father. And this is the first uh, time that Quinn opens up about it and gives us some info on what happened on that fateful day. When you do something as dangerous as going into a place where wind can throw your car hundreds of yards, every ride home, you get a little more numb. So the next time you go back, you want to go in further and you want to stay longer satisfy some sort of what I don't know if my grad student hadn't taken a friend they'd be here if they would have loaded one 50 pound probe into the truck rather than two they'd be here if they'd taken highway 44 they'd be here If they had been on any other stretch of land at that moment, they'd... I used to think that the risk that we took had some sort of calling because... Because we chased for knowledge, not thrill. I guess Mother Nature doesn't care. <laughs> then why do it? Because somebody has to. So, uh, so good stuff. So, little little spoiler here. So, I've I've got a question. Uh, you know, at the end of the film. It's the first time I've ever seen anybody take shelter in a pool. Mm. 
Uh, where did that idea come? I've never heard of that. And it could be as legit as hell, and that's fine. I've never heard. Where did that idea come from? That should be like a Mythbuster episode. I hope they do one. <laughs> so I, this, I'll, I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due. That wasn't my idea. Uh, so I'm in Utah writing the script my, with my co-writer, Annie, and another friend of ours from film school, Michael Corbel. Uh, he's a brilliant director as well. Uh, he was he was just there for moral support. We were brainstorming some stuff together. I knew that we needed something kind of unique at the end of the film, something that is different. Because um, we've, we've done, we did the hail, we did kind of the stuck in the mud, enclosures and a tight space and all the elements, tornado sucking people up into the sky and whatnot. So, he, you know, I, he came up, he just said, threw it out there. He's like, what if you went into a pool? And I was like, that could work. <laughs> I, I was like, you know, I did research and, and you look, if you look up tornado and pools, it's a terrible idea <laughs> because you look at <laughs> pools and it's filled with like two by fours and cars. And it, it's, it, it, I mean, it looks like it, it would be as treacherous as anywhere, but then you think about it, you know, you are kind of subterranean if you can get deep enough. I mean, that's something that should be tested. It's, you know, it, it reminds me of back in 1990, never, uh, there was a video camera VHS tape of a family that took cover from a tornado under an overpass on a highway, which is probably not a good, which isn't a good place to be because of the wind tunnel effect and everything else. But that led to everybody thinking, hey, if I'm driving and there's a tornado coming, I should go under the overpass, which is like, Probably shouldn't do that. But to me, when I saw that, I was like, you know, I've never heard of that, but it kind of makes sense. It reminded me of, of Backdraft uh, when, was it Backdraft? <laughs> where was it where they like went underwater and there's like flames went flying over them and they were underwater. And, and they were safe. That's Harry Potter. Yep. Harry the Potter. Rock. The Rock. Yep. The Rock, yes. That's what it was. Uh, MJ, you got a question. Go ahead. Yeah, so... I, I want to know if I was making this up in my mind or if this was real. Did I see some homage, some homages to some other potential films that people might recognize? Did I did I catch that? Do people want to look for that, or did I just make oh, yeah. it? Yeah. Are you talking? You're not talking about just the scene we watched. You're talking about the movie in general. The movie in general. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, there's yeah. there's there's a lot of Easter eggs in that film. Yeah, I thought there were some good ones. I just wanted to say, comment on that just a little bit. Yeah. Well, I, how about this, MJ? Want to point a few out? I would love to know if anyone picked up on any of the Easter eggs. Well, or can I, you tell us how many? How many total? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we'll look for them. <laughs> oh God! Who knows? That's There's a... probably a ton. I mean, just on the bulletin yeah, I, boards, there were probably a ton, right? Yeah. I've lost. I've lost count in terms of the amount of movie references or <laughs> you know storm chasing pieces. I mean, one I'll just throw out the bat. I don't know if you noticed any of David Hoadley's illustrations. Uh, but that was huge. Um, David, I, I, I never spoke on the phone with the man, but we emailed and I'm like, sir, you're legendary. I would love to use your illustrations. He said, you can use anything. I'm going to send you the originals. All I ask is that you pay for my postage of sending it. And <laughs> he, gave me, he gave me everything. And I, as I put it up there and and uh, and yeah, that was that was special because I know he he's a he's a legend in the storm chasing community. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of Spielberg references, obviously. I thought phone yeah. booth you may not know this. Have anyone seen Duel? His one of his his first movie. Have not, um, no. No. That, that phone wow. booth is is a replica of the phone booth used in Duel. Okay. Nice. Now I gotta look it up. And I may have noticed a testing the wind kind of uh, effect that I, I saw somewhere else. I think so. <laughs> I'll let right. people. I'll let people find that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, gentlemen. That is the sound. It is time for our lightning round. So this is our game show of flashy and brilliant questions that we always have a chance to play with our guests. And uh, so we're, we're, we get two guests tonight. We get Jamie and Johnny. You guys are going to play a game uh, together. I'll, I'll let you uh, put uh, two of your brains together for one. Uh, this <laughs> game tonight we're playing is called Blank NATO. Oh, All right, so Blank NATO. So, so what this is, you know, there are a lot of tornado storm movies that have been made over the years, and many that I'm sure have been made in the 90s, 2000s, etc., that no one has ever heard of, and some of them probably no one should ever hear of, but we're calling this Blank NATO, so I'm going to give you the name of a movie, and you guys, Johnny and Jamie, you guys get to decide, is this a real movie, so you're going to chase it, yep, we're going to chase it, that means it's real, <laughs> or it's fake. I made it up. It's not the real name of a tornado movie. And so you're going to sit it out. Like, you know, we're sitting that one out. I think it's fake, right? So you're chasing it. It's a real movie. Or you're sitting it out. It's fake. You got it? Got it. Makes sense. Okay. So here we go. So we're going to go through these uh, one by one. I got, I got uh, I don't know, 10 or, t 10 or 12 of these. Um, here's the first one. And, and some of our listeners might be familiar with some of these because we've, we've had some, like, trashy trailer uh we've shown some of these it's like oh my god they actually made this film but uh here we go so the first one gentlemen is called christmas twister christmas twister is that a real movie that you would ch you chase it or it's or is that fake you're gonna sit it out <laughs> i think i think the cumies are popping i think we're chasing chasing that one you're chasing it that would be correct oh, that's a real movie that's christmas that's twister <laughs> Christmas. All right, here's the next one. Stone Nados. Stone Nate. Like it's a twister with stones. <laughs> I was thinking it'd be funny if it's stoned Nato. Stone. It could, who knows? <laughs> I didn't like, bear. look up what this movie's Cocaine about. Bear. It could be about something else. But Stone Nato. <laughs> is is it real? Are you going to chase this one or is it fake? Are you oh, sitting it out? We're sitting, we're we're sitting, sitting it, out. it out. Yeah. Nope. That's real, oh. baby. Oh, really? <laughs> film. No way. Stonado. Oh, Stonados. <laughs> Sorry. It's not one Stonado. It's multiple Stonados. All right. Stonado. Next one. Yeah, you guys are all going to want to look these up when we're done. All right. Space Twister. Spa I can only imagine this was done in space. Space Twister. Are you chasing it or are you sitting it out? I think that there's got to be a Space Twister. <laughs> I don't think so. All right, we'll go with him since he's the director, but for the record. <laughs> We're sending this one out. <laughs> oh! oh, my God. You missed that I one, too. You got, you, you got to chase all the time. Right. on. So you got to always chase. All right. 
That's okay. Always go with Brando. Night of the Living Twisters. <laughs> yes. Night of the Living it. Twisters. I like I like yeah. the dew point on that one. <laughs> You're cha- okay. You're chasing it. Chasing. That's fake. <laughs> you you guys would have busted on that well, one. Well, you know what? There's Night of the Twisters, which is different. Yes. Than Night of the- I got there it. is. I I caught you a little bit on that one. There is Night of the Twisters, but not Night of the Living Twisters. Uh, Fire Twister. Fire Twister. Sure. Chasing. Chase. Legit. Yes. All right. wow. Legit. All right, here's next one. Gator Nader. <laughs> that was Gator definitely Nader. made in What's that? I think Larry the Cable Guy in that one. It was done by you. Garrett, Garrett's seen that one probably a few You're times. Gonna gonna chase. Chase. We're going to chase it. We're going to chase it. Oh. Made that one up. <laughs> Jamie, you got to make that one, though. That's what I'm telling you. Like, that's your, that's your sequel to Supercell as Gatornator. Uh, Atomic Twister. Uh, yes, chasing that one. I think so. Yeah. That's legit. We, we actually, that was one of our trailers we showed. Ice Twisters. These things are bringing everything. I don't know. They, they do it all. They do all of them. We're going to do Gatornator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we get when we go to Florida and we shoot Gator Nader, but continue. Um, ice, ice, ice twisters. Ice. I think we pass. Okay, let's pass on this one. Yeah, we'll you can sit, sit that one out. No, nah, it's legit. You guys are gonna miss that one. That sounds like a figure skating team. That's real. Ice twisters. All right, metal tornado. No, that's Name definitely the... metal tornado. I don't know anymore. I don't have a good gauge on. No, this is the hell. Let's go chase it. We're chasing yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Metal nice call. Nice call. Yeah. All right, we got a few more. Cownado. Cownado. Chase it. Don't chase it. Moo moo, baby. Yeah, you would have busted. You would have busted. All right, clownado. Clownado. <laughs> <laughs> this is real. Hold you were just making crap up. <laughs> no, I can't. It's the most outrageous of them all so far. No, we can't. We can't do it. I mean, I... does it have a balloon? <laughs> What's your we're call? Sitting, I'm sitting this one out. We're sitting it out. No, no, there is it's not. legit. There is a clown NATO. There is a clown NATO. Honest to God, you got to go Google that. All right, last one. <laughs> last one. This is the best one. Nipple twister. <laughs> Nipple twister. Man, what site are you on? Dina, is that yours? Is that you in your porn search? <laughs> I was. Yeah, I, I didn't know how you did. I share my screen. Uh, <laughs> so Nipple sorry. twister. Is that uh, you chasing yes, that one or sitting that. it out? Let's Are go we? for it. All right. You guys are bad. No, you got to take it. We played that with the guys all the time, right? You're like, ah, twist their nipple. That was always good stuff. So, there's a drink. How did we right. do? We won. We won. I have no idea how you did. <laughs> you missed Gator Nader and Nipple Twister, so I, I don't know. You might have gotten a 
see on that whole thing. I, I don't hey, know. Phil. Phil, we would send them the prize, but they're going to have to pay for the postage, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, no, we're yeah, we we we're we're an indie develop we're an indie show as well, so we, you got to understand that. Uh, but anyway, gentlemen, good job. You still you still did good. You got some. Now, can you believe some of those movies are are legit? You got to probably check that out. But let's do this. Um, Johnny, I'm going to start with you first. How can our listeners uh, find you on social media and all find what you're working on, all that good stuff? Man, well, they can find me on Instagram on uh, at Johnny Wachter. Um, and Wachter is spelled W-Actor. But I've got an episode that aired of Station 19 that was tonight. And then obviously you can come watch Supercell tomorrow um, at various theaters. And uh, on Twitter, I'm Wachter Tractor. Wacker, <laughs> nice. nice. That's like Clown Nato or Gator Nader or so. That's good. That's good stuff. I'm right finding there. that immediately. <laughs> All right, uh, Jamie, do this first uh, before we get to how people can follow you. Let, let's make sure we let people know how they can uh, see the movie, see the film, Supercell. So yeah, uh, information, uh, supercellmovie.com is a great place to go. It lists all the theaters and cities that it's playing theatrically. It's, it's in limited theaters for a limited time. So starting tomorrow, if, if it's in your city, go check it out. It's, it was built for the big screen. I, mm-hmm. I would definitely take advantage yeah. of that. Yep. If not, um, you, can, you can get it on Redbox or iTunes or anywhere you can pay for it. Um, it's, uh, it's available on demand and digital. Um, and also if you are interested in swag, there yeah, is hey, a- hey, I saw that when you were on last year, you were wearing a Brody hat or something. And now after seeing the film, I know where you got all that. <laughs> yes. Well, this, so <laughs> this actually, this is some OG stuff. So this is at, these were from, uh, uh, the wardrobe. Um, these items, but inspired the merchandise, nice. which would become the brand of Brody Storm Tours. So, if you want anything Brody Storm Tours, whether it's a hat, a shirt, um, a windbreaker, it's available on the website supersummovie.com. Nice. Uh, check it out. Nice. Mm-hmm. Definitely, we'll do that. So, I uh, tell you what, we're going to go ahead and take our final break, and uh, we're going to return with some hashtag Weather Fools. Hello everyone, this is Pecos Hank Shima and you're listening to Stormfront Freaks Podcast. Let's take a drive under the moon. Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the moon. Welcome back, everyone. This is a part of the show called Hashtag Weather Fools. This is the part where we share videos of people doing stupid stuff. You know, everybody's got a HD camera now. So, you know, if you're going to do something stupid, you might not end up on the show. So, um, MJ, I, I, I hear you actually have some Weather Fools for us. Yeah, I have a couple of them that were contributed to us, of course, by um, our listeners. And the first one, I should just have Dan do it himself because he contributed this one, I believe. Um, and let me play it here because it's a lot more, it's a lot better if you actually see it in process. Ooh. 
and it's a great shot of a twister. Wow. That is. Someone's but in their backyard? Someone's in their backyard. But the, the, the problem is you watch it start destroying stuff, and it's going to destroy this little shed. I'll make it a little bigger. Oh, it's coming right at them. And it's coming right at them. Yes, it is. And oh they're just God. filming oh, it. And you, you think it's going really slow, but watch oh, the oh, oh, this is the picket fence. There it goes. <gasps> that's a good little video, close. though. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a fool, a fool there. Again, great shot at the beginning. Holy not, cow. Not so, not so great at the end. When it gets the fence in his yard. Yes. That's a little scary. Yes. That was that was kind of kind of crazy. Uh, Jen Walton um, <laughs> shared this one. <laughs> this is great. And this is pretty funny. Yeah, so we'll get this going here, and you watch this on a they're they're on a cruise ship, cruise ship. getting ready. Oh, I saw there's this, this huge squall line coming behind. Look them. at their but hair; their hair's all standing up. Oh, so one would say there's probably a little electricity in the air. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! Oh gosh! And and the thing is, you're kind of waiting for that that burst, and it down, oh, and then it stops. So I don't know if they ever had anything come out of that. Anybody get hit by lightning? Got we don't know. Lightning, I was but boy, waiting. were they? Uh, they yeah. were lucky. They were. Wow. They were lucky. That that's a little bit foolish. Yeah. So wow. there you go. There's a couple of them. All right, Phil. I heard you have like a one or two, right? <laughs> I've I've got a couple again. I mentioned this on the last episode. You know, we went a couple episodes without. Uh, we didn't have hashtag weather fools. So I've, they've been kind of gathering up and I kind of say, I didn't show them all last episode and, and I don't even, I'm not even showing them all this episode, but this is one of them. And, and obviously the audio on this, Sam Shearer, who's a uh, TV meteorologist, uh, this was in a morning show and you never know what's going to happen in those morning shows. And I've got, I've got another morning show clip after this, but uh, here's Sam covering, uh, I guess the, the weather in the, the Denver area. Now, the snow left a skid of heavy dumps out. A skid. <laughs> a skid of heavy dumps. Oh, no. And Live television. Then he catches himself. A lot of snow. A lot of snow. It's a good thing only like five of you are awake this morning to hear that. Uh, now, the snow left a skid of heavy dumps out. That's funny. <laughs> I thought he was going to say it left tracks. Uh, well, that, that would have been. I love that he laughed about it though, because sometimes they just go on, you know, like it never happened. Laugh that, that would have been off, that man. definitely, uh, definitely would have been, uh, would have been pretty good. So, all right, the next one is another morning show, and this is uh, Jordan Smith, uh, ABC News thirty six, and and this was their morning show. So uh, we'll cover this one. some time. You know, we all head out to different community events throughout the year, be it the Salvation Army bell ringing or a number of other events, especially the weather team. They go out to so many meet and greets and events like that. Maybe we should do a GMK one. Yeah, just pick your favorite truck stop and we'll stop in. That's right. Mm -hmm. Do a pilot <gasps> or buggy. Oh, get some of that. Uh, what is it you always get, Richmond? You love the, the brisket? Turkey brisket. Oh. The turkey brisket. <laughs> there we go. It That's so all we good. need. I went this morning. Did, Did you? Yes, on my way up. Is there one 24-7? Oh, yeah. I'm I telling you. I went at like 2.30 on my that way up. That Bucky, he has got it going on. Uh, me and the beaver like this. <laughs> 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 well, if you got any questions, 
And uh, Jordan answered most oh of those. Oh, my God. I him. love it. Uh, you want to ask us here on Good Morning Kentucky, send us a direct message on social media. You can find all three of us on your favorite platform. A final look at your forecast with Jordan. It's coming up next. Ah, good old me and the beaver. Oh, God. Oh, uh, man. Classic. So those, those morning shows. Been. Yeah, those morning shows seem to kind of always uh, – be a little bit like that but people always talk about that bucky's though a little too much coffee <laughs> have you been dina no but i we just got in a conversation about it at work like everybody was yeah. losing their minds over it yeah all right next one i've got uh this is actually a twitter site uh this is at bad weather take at bad weather take and and this okay. is kind of a hashtag weather fools site uh, everything about this uh, Twitter account, they they show all kinds of people that are saying just stupid stuff about the weather. They don't understand or get the weather. Um, you know, here's a map from from National Weather Service in Boston of winter precipitation, and there's just colors all the over, like all we over the place. That too. Crazy. Oh my god! Like, that how the heck eyes. are you supposed to tell <laughs> what? What you, <laughs> where you're at, but anyway, uh, so that's just kind of a reference to a uh, Twitter account that's pretty funny with its own hashtag, Weather Fools. Uh, next one is from Heather Odom, and uh, this this one is actually uh, of a gentleman. This was in Dallas, so this is a couple weeks ago when Dallas had their uh, wintry weather. Dan, you're probably familiar with this, but here's a guy from from his ring camera yep, out his front him. front deck. And uh, he's going to be walking outside. He's holding his little dog. Uh, it's a schnau. Uh, oh, sure. What is that? What's the what's the hot dog? Wiener dog. Dog. Dachshund. 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 I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm drunk. Wiener dog. Uh, anyway, watch, watch him walk walk outside, and oh, it's a little slick. Oh boy! And he oh, saves oh, the dog. Oh. He's like, here you go, oh. dog. He dumps the dog while he keeps sliding down the sidewalk. Oh, my God. The dog's like, I'll save you. Oh. Right behind him. And he wipes he out at the, the end. Oh, I love the fact that he just he, he saved the dog, right? He just like, dog, oh. you're you're exiting right here. And uh, I'm going to keep just slipping down the sidewalk. <laughs> that was good. Save yourself. Thing, the dog's like, I'll help. I'll help. All right, and, and the la last one, uh, very similar as well as a uh, slippery situation. Uh, this is a gentleman again. Here's their front porch dash cam or, or their front porch cam, and, and it's a little slick. Now, if you'll notice, he's got a water, which I assume would be um, probably some hot water that he's going to put on his car to melt the sheen of ice on his car. Yeah. But as he's going to his car... Oh, oh boy! Oh! Oh! oh. oh. That Look at his like head. Hard. Watch his head hit that <gasps> pavement. Oh! Oh! oh. And he broke his pot. He broke his bucket. Broke and he had pot. a pot, yeah, or a bucket oh, or something. Jesus, he really. That was he, a bad idea from the very start. Oh. His head bounces off the pavement. Oh. Okay. Oh. oh my God. Okay. That doesn't work either. Just to let you know. <laughs> yeah, you could shatter a window. That's just not good. All right, I, I've got I've got one here too, um, and this was Dallas. Um, this was uh, not too long ago, but it's a snowy road, so some guy decides to get towed by a car. Oh, that's always you know, smart. 
and he's going fast. I mean, it looks yeah. fast to me. And then he gets close to the end by yeah, like all oh the boy. poles, and I'm just thinking, oh my god, oh, he's Lord, he's a you know, like, like how, he's gonna hit a tree. Yeah, like how much can you really cut boy. on that thin of snow on a road? Like for him to be able to cut and prevent himself from hitting that tree, I agree. Right, I don't I agree. know, but he went oh right past God. that power pole. He's at the edge of the, oh. you know, the the road. You you got to hit one time. He's got to be going fast. I mean, it that looks is, fast. That does video. look fast. So I'm like, that one must have taken some alcohol. And, and then this it. one, I I'm not sure if I've ever shared this, but this was so funny. So the guy's out doing the reporting on the side of the road, and all of a sudden he's like, "What? What?" And his mom pulls up. Hi, baby. Hi, mom. I saw like, you. Mom, I'm trying to work. I brought your peanut butter sandwich. Like, did you put your clean underwear on? He's like, Mom, moving along. <laughs> and it was just such a cute moment. Yeah, you know? but the high is going to be 53 today. And uh, thanks, Mom. I just love that she pulls up. She's like, Hi, baby. <laughs> It was just the cutest thing ever, and I loved it. So if you want to watch any of these, um, they're on episode 179 of the Stormfront Freaks show notes, and you can go to the stormfrontfreaks.com. Very good. I'll tell you what, uh, b- before we start uh, closing things up, I don't want to forget to, to ask everybody for your help. If if you can go to stormfrontfreaks.com, like Dina mentioned, and fill out our quick four-minute survey, it's going to give us direction for the future and also let you enter into a prize drawing for some Midland Radio products and some Stormfront Freaks swag. Uh, if you go to the website, you'll see it right at the top. But we definitely appreciate the number of freaks that have, have already completed it because we've had a lot of people uh, uh, give us their, their input. And we, we really do appreciate that. Again, you'll find it at the top of the website, stormfrontfreaks.com. So I think that just about does it for this episode. Uh, we thank you for listening or watching. And before we announce the guest of our next episode, if you like the show, don't forget to follow us on your podcast player so you get notified and receive the latest episodes of our show delivered right to your library the moment they get released. And if you enjoy the show we put together, send a friend your favorite episode. And you can subscribe to our YouTube page and watch previous versions of the Stormfront Freaks Raw, which are completely unedited. Hear all the great conversations during the breaks, great questions from our Patreon VIPs, and who knows what else gets censored out of our audio podcast. Just search Stormfront Freaks on yeah. YouTube or find the link on our website. We had, we had a few swear words this episode. I've, I've got some I've got some editing to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'd also love, yeah, we'd also love to have you on our Patreon team. You can find a level of support that fits your budget as low as a buck a month. Visit stormfrontfreaks.com to find the Patreon link so you can join our raw broadcasts, have access to exclusive merch, or get an on the waiting list to become one of our limited VIPs and be with us and our guests in the studio on every show. And don't forget to check out all our new Stormfront Freaks merchandise currently on sale for chase season. We have new hats, t-shirts as low as $16, sweatshirts, tanks, and more, all with our tornado logo on it. You'll find it along everything else at stormfrontfreaks.com. Uh, let's find out, Freaks, how, how people can uh, follow you on social media as well. Maz, I'll start with you. All right. I'm on Twitter at uh, MoneyStorm, the number four, you. The letter U. Okay. Dina? 
I am on Twitter at LadyPilot70 and on Instagram as DinaOSU. All right, MJ. Twitter at MarkStormPod, M-A-R-C, StormPod. Awesome. You can find me on Twitter at Stormfront Freak. We also have a uh, Facebook and Instagram account as well. Just search, uh, search, search, search Stormfront Freaks uh, to find those. Hey, and special thanks to our guests, Jamie Winterstern and Johnny Wachter. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Good that was time. A great... and, and if you haven't seen if you haven't seen Supercell yet, uh, definitely look that up uh, either at a at a large city near you, because uh, it, it's definitely a big screen. You should watch it on the big screen, uh, but you, uh, definitely you can check it out on your uh, paid apps. Next episode, we've got meteorologist Jason Fraser from the new Fox Weather Digital Broadcast Network. Patreon members will be able to watch live on Thursday, March 30th. The edited audio podcast will be available to everyone else on Sunday, April 2nd. Very good. So uh, Maz, for Maz, Dina, MJ, and Dan, Garrett, and Angela, I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear, and we will catch you guys next time. Good night. Enjoy Supercell. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. And watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.